welcome to the Bethel Free Baptist Church Weekly Sermons. This is the morning service of Sunday the 18th of September 2016, entitled, Choose Ye Today to Serve. And the Bible reading is taken from Joshua chapter 24, verses 14 and 15. Here's Brother Daniel Alexandru. I started a series of messages that uh, had to do with the power of will. And um, when I first started, I said that uh, our human will is stubborn and it's like that uh, by nature we have a sinful nature and uh, because we are sinners our fleshly desires to uh, go against God against his will against his words and we are so proud that our pride that is inside of us will uh, make us be stubborn. The Bible calls us uh, children of God. If you are saved, if you are born again through the Holy Spirit, you're a child of God. And if you are a child of God, a child, that's the terminology. It's not my... Uh, Terminology, I'm not making this up. Uh, the, ba- the Bible is calling us children of God. And as that child is in uh, uh, her father's arms, God wants us to uh, keep in his arms. Or as we sang earlier, he wants to take me by my hand and lead me through the promised land. But uh, me as a stubborn man, I don't want to hold God's hand because I'm mature, I'm grown up, and uh, I want to do whatever I want to do. And uh, please don't come to me with instructions or with uh, teachings because uh, I know what I am supposed to do. This is our nature, right? Sinful nature. But God treats us if we are, and we uh, know inside of us if we are children of God or not, God knows that we need help. And our will is very important in accepting God's help. If you are not a child of God, you, get, you still need God's help to become a child of God. You cannot be a child of God without God's help. He sent Jesus Christ to die for you, for thee. (laughs) As we learned at the Sunday school uh, lesson, for you as a person and for you as a group, as a nation, for the whole world, for me and for each and every one of us. And... We all need to decide whether to accept God's help in order to be saved. Uh, two days ago, I went to visit with a family, a Romanian family, and um, I was trying to help them with their letters in English language, trying to translate them all, you know, those uh, things. And... Uh, the lady says, uh, I want to come to your church. I gave her a gospel track some time ago, and this time she says, I want to come to your church. 
and I want the priest to read, to open the book and read for my husband. I said, excuse me, but uh, this must be a misunderstanding. We don't just open the book and read for somebody when you pay the priest. Uh, so I started explaining <laughs> what the Bible says about salvation, and about the Bible that is for everybody. Uh, it's not only for the priest to read to the congregation, and whenever a person has a problem, uh, should go to the priest and give some money to the priest and ask uh, the priest to open the Bible and read some words for that person. It's a tradition in the Orthodox Church. When a person has a desire, a wish or something for the spouse or for somebody in the family, they go to the priest, they pay the priest a certain fee and the priest would open the Bible and read some verses and try to pick something from there that will fit the person's situation. And uh, finally he says, uh, I want my wife to come to church first and after that <laughs> I will come. And she says, no, uh, you need to go. So I said, no, we all need to go to church and hear the word of God. So you see, uh, people need to make a decision. Will is very important. But if you don't acknowledge you need help, you cannot receive that help. God has already offered his help, sending Jesus Christ to die on the cross. But people are too proud or too stubborn to accept the fact, the reality that they are in need. And we talked about humility some time ago. If you're here when I preached, humility is choosing, acknowledging the truth of our position as sinful men. I am a sinner. I am a sinner. And because I'm sinful, I need God's mercy. And because I'm in need, I need God's grace. When Paul needed God, he went to ask, Lord, heal me. And the Lord said, on a number of occasions, my grace is sufficient. His grace is sufficient for you and for me. We need to go to the Lord. But in order to go to the Lord, you need to humble yourself. That is, to acknowledge, to admit that you are in need. And this is the role of our mind, of our will, to say, yes, I am in need. There is a superior person, there is God that can help me. And I need to go to Him. And we usually go to Him in prayer. But we can go to Him in worship. And worship the Lord. Actually, the word worship in the Bible, in the Old Testament, when it says worship the Son, worship in uh, Hebrew language means to kiss the feet. There is a word in English that, say, uh, that says, when you go to the Lord, you prosternate Him. That means you fall on your face and kiss His feet. This is humility. If you want to worship the Lord, you need humility. You need to bow before the Lord. And not only bow, but fall on your face 
to his feet and kiss his feet. How many of us are willing to fall on our face? I see people, I'm, I'm not pointing anybody here, I'm honest. But I, I see people praying, and I assume when I go to the Lord in prayer, I worship the Lord. And if I worship the Lord, I should have a certain position. But I see people worshiping the Lord in prayer that have nothing to do with humility. That position doesn't show anything related to humility. It's like talk, talking to, to somebody that is in an inferior position. I think the word worship means worship. <laughs> Just like that. Fall on your face before the Lord and kiss His feet. This is humility. God wants us to be humble. And if we look at Jesus Christ, who is our main example, we see His humility. He accepted to be beaten up, to be so many things, right? <laughs> Wounded, to be placed on a cross where only the thieves were placed. They scorned him, and he accepted, even if he was and is still is the creator of this universe, of you and me. He accepted that. And he went all the way to the end. He died on that cross. This is humility. So many times we, we don't look at him to see this example. We try to pick whatever example fits me. And those that are very important here in the Bible, we kind of neglect them. We avoid them. We don't want to read everything in the Bible. And <clears throat> when I was in Romania, my church, I used to, to tell people that there are people, Christians, that take verses out from the Bible and make this Bible like a house with so many windows that is too refreshed. It has too much air in it. Instead of having verses, the, the Bible has only windows, just holes. God wants us to have the whole Bible. Not only those who suit our fleshly desires. We should believe the whole Bible. Humility is very important. I preached about that. And then obedience last Sunday evening. Obedience is not running ahead of the Lord. We learned last Sunday night. It's not delaying God's plan. It's not making excuses. And it's not resisting the Lord. Obedience is submitting and accepting God's will. We all need to be humble and obedient. And 1 Samuel chapter 15 verse 22 the title of my message last Sunday night was Better Than Sacrifice. Better Than Sacrifice is obedience. It is obedience that is better than whatever we decide to do and we endeavor to do.
And we like, we as men like to do things because this is the way God created us to do something. If we don't do anything, we get bored or we get involved in drugs and other bad stuff like that. But if we are busy doing something, we enjoy doing things. God wants us to do things, but God, more than any sacrifice we can do for him, requires our obedience. And in 1 Samuel chapter 15, verse 22, we understand that God loves obedience more than any sacrifices. And I would like to continue this morning in the same or under the same theme of obedience. But I would like us to see that obedience requires us to use self-discipline. Self-discipline. What does self-discipline mean to you? What does it mean to me? It means saying no to my flesh and saying yes to the Lord. No to my flesh and yes to the Lord. On Sunday morning when my flesh says, just stay in the bed, just linger there, tarry a little bit longer until you realize it's 11 o'clock, you already missed Sunday school, and who cares for thee and thy and e and you doesn't help me at all. Then, as soon as you are uh, ready to go, it's already 11.30 maybe, and it takes you half an hour to get there, and the, the service is almost done, so... Why go to church on Sunday morning when you can rest? Or, and instead of, you know, coming to church on Sunday afternoon, because, you know, Christians used to do this, go to church on Sunday morning, Sunday evenings. You can, you know, take care of your own body to rest it some more. Give it some more rest because, you know, Monday is another day of work and you should be there fresh. So... You know, Wednesday night, it's too late to come to the house of the Lord when you are tired, right? To pray. What good to pray? Who hears? Who listens to my prayers? I think we lack self-discipline. We let this flesh do its own thing. Dictate my life. Whereas my flesh should be submitted to my spirit and my spirit to the Lord. And we wonder why we see so many churches closing down. No wonder churches are closing down. Too many people are led by the flesh and not by the spirit. We need to use self-discipline in our Christian life. If we open the Bible, 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, we read here, in Bible's times, there were not uh, benefits, no retirement funds, no maternity allowance. People had to work 
to make their living. And still had time to go to church. And there are times in the church history when people would go to church every day, every day. It's like they didn't have anything else to do but go to church. They still, they still worked and they still sold their properties. When they had other properties, they sold them and they shared the money with the apostles so they can feed the poor. We live in a day and in a country where things are made so easy for us, but we still don't have time to read and apply the Bible because we submit our spirit to our flesh instead of the other way. Second Timothy chapter 1 verse 7 says, For God hath not given us the spirit of fear. We don't have, if we are children of God, we don't have the spirit of fear, but of power. And of love and of a sound mind. A sound mind comes from a sound teaching. And a sound teaching comes only from the word of God. So if we are not under the sound teaching of the word of God, we cannot have a sound mind. The Bible says we have the spirit of power. We have the spirit of love. The spirit of Jesus. The spirit of God. Why then we say we cannot do this and that? Because we don't obey. We don't obey. We don't trust in the Lord. We trust more in our flesh. In our spirit. We don't put any boundaries to our fleshly desires. We just go for them. If they pop up like that, say, oh, I live the moment. Right? Live the moment. I have Hindu workmates and they say, you need to live your life. Live your life. And it's not only them. It's all over. Just turn on the TV. Look at some billboards and you see, live the moment. And get the most of it. You might not live tomorrow. And I, I tell people, you can live the moment now. Get the most of it. But think about tomorrow. You might wake up in hell. Because now you are on your way to hell. And broad is the way that leads to destruction. Eternal destruction. But narrow is the road that leads to heaven. We have the spirit of power. We have the power of uh, our flesh. We just don't use it. We just don't use it. Acts chapter 1 verse 8 says that you shall receive what? Power. Power. We have a song that says something about power. Power. Who has the power? The blood of Jesus has the power. Power. And we sing power, power, power. And we just sing power, power, power. And many times it's just like this noise. Empty. Because we don't really believe it. We don't really live as if we had power. The spirit of God is the spirit of power and of love. 
and of a sound mind. We can have power over our flesh. Yes, we can. Second Peter chapter 1 continues in the same way saying, Second Peter chapter 1 verse 5 through 7. And beside this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue. And to virtue knowledge, and to knowledge temperance, and to temperance patience, and to patience godliness, and to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness charity. And beside this, we need to read the first three, four verses. to see that according as his divine power had given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness, through the knowledge of him that had called us to glory and virtue. Through his divine power. We have everything we need. Pertain, pertaining life. I mean this life. And godliness. And you see. Peter doesn't say that everything will be just easy. For us as Christians. It says. Giving all diligence. Giving all diligence. You feed the flesh more. You'll have fleshly desire. You feed the spirit more. You'll have godly desires. It's as simple as that. But it takes effort. You need to give all diligence to feed your spiritual life. If you take it easy, because hard is this life anyways, you'll never be able to continue and add to your faith virtue and to virtue knowledge. Faith is in the heart, yes. But people need to see your faith. How, how are they going to see your light if you are hiding the light? Jesus says that a Christian is like a light that is lit to light around. But if you hide that light under a bushel, great is the darkness around it. So it's not easy to lift up that light. The light is there because God has lit that light for you. You have the light of God. The light comes from God. But you need to light. You need to raise, to lift up that candle to light in this darkness we live in. We need to add to our faith. We have a real faith. We are children of God. But we need to add virtue. And virtue, if you look up the word in the dictionary, it says morally good behavior or character. It says virtue is a good and moral quality or the good result that comes from something or manly strength or courage. Valor. So we need to add virtue to faith. We need to have a morally good behavior. We need to have 
courage. That's what people see. They don't see inside. So many people pretend nowadays they are Christians or they say they are Christians, but you don't see that in their lives. How come a faith, a real faith, is not visible? How come a love for God is invisible? God's love for us was visible. For God so loved the word that he gave. While we were yet sinners, God manifested his love. We all beheld his love. We all saw the love of God. The love of God is not hidden somewhere. The love of God is visible. Our God for our love, excuse me, for God should be visible. Just like God's love for us. Give all diligence. It's not easy to live a Christian life. Yes, but we have the power of the Holy Spirit. We have the power of Jesus Christ. And that power is in you, within me. And that's what it counts. The power of God. But give all diligence. Add to your faith virtue and to virtue knowledge. We need to keep on studying the word of God. We need to keep on opening the Bible every day at home. It's not an absolute book. It's not an old book. Even if the language sometimes is hard. Amen, brother. <laughs> it's hard. We need the dictionary. We need to go back to school again and check and see what is this mood, what is this tense talking about, and what is this thee or thou. We still need to study the Word of God. That's what Paul says to Timothy, study so you can present yourself as a mature Christian. Our maturity comes from the Word of God. Everything is connected to God. Word of God, Spirit of God, the power of God, the love of God. Everything we need for this life and godliness is connected to God. We cannot do anything without God. Hebrews, the book of Hebrews, chapter 5, verse 14, excuse me, 5:14. But strong meat belongeth to them that are full, are of full age, even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Strong meat, that is strong food. There is no I mean, meat here means food, okay? But strong food, strong verses of the Bible, okay? Spiritual food. I'm talking about spiritual food. But strong spiritual food belongeth to them that are a full age. There are some things in the Bible we cannot understand if we are just new babies, okay? But if we keep growing, if we keep growing and growing through the Word of God, through the knowledge of God, reading the Bible, asking the Lord to reveal the Word of God to our minds, we'll grow and grow and we'll be able to understand more and more difficult passages from the Bible. But this is diligence again. We need to submit ourselves 
to doing this, to studying the Word of God. So we can discern both good and evil. And here comes self-discipline. We see what is good, what is bad. And we see that even if something comes coated in a sugary wrapping, something that really strikes our sight, something that really appeals to our flesh, we say, no, this is from the devil. This is a lie from the devil. He is the father of lies. He knows how to do things so he can entice us, make us do things that God is not pleased with. Self-discipline has to do with our obedience to the Lord. A sportsman, a soldier, we see in the Bible, these examples used by Paul, they exercise self-discipline. If they want to succeed in their plans and dreams and targets and whatever they have, if a swimmer wants to win the gold medal, a swimmer needs to swim every day, not once a week, every day. And if they do this eight hours a day, seven days a week, they will get something. I don't know if they will get a golden medal at the Olympics, but they will get something. But if they swim one hour a week, they will get nothing. If a Christian comes to, to uh, be fed, spiritually speaking, once a week, where do you think this Christian will, will get in their spiritual life? They will not get too far. For sure. And they won't be able to resist the devil when he comes with different temptations. But if a Christian exercises self-discipline every day, finds time, because we all have the same time, 24 hours a day. If you find the time and you take the time to pray and read the Bible and tell other people about Jesus, you will grow spiritually. You will mature yourself. But if you don't have any self-discipline and you do whatever comes through your mind, the TV is full of programs where you can watch every day. The little device called telephone with internet has plenty of things for you to do and keep you busy. And then at the end of the day, Sometimes I go to David and say, David, what did you read today? He says, uh, I, I didn't have any time. I say, you didn't have any time? What did you do? I went to school and after that, I did this and that. <laughs> I said, you had plenty of time. You just didn't take the time. That's what we do. Is my child, if he listens to me, if he obeys me or doesn't obey me, he's still my child. That's the way with us and God. If we read the word of God, we're his children. If we don't read, we're still his children. But if we do whatever he says, we are obedient children. If we don't do, we are disobedient. It's up to us. 
to make that decision to humble ourselves before the Lord and obey His word. And if we want to obey, we really need to exercise self-discipline in our life. If we do that, we'll be able to be what Paul says here in verse 14, a full age, able to digest strong meat, to discern both good and evil, and be used by God as his instrument. We don't realize, but every day we pass by so many people that are on their way to hell. And we are not bothered. We are not bothered by that. Look at Jesus Christ in the Garden of Gethsemane. He's sweating, turning to blood. He was agonizing there. I never agonized like that in my prayer time so that my sweating turned into blood. But Jesus did. He did it for you and for me. We know this passage only here, but we don't know it in our heart to apply it. Start praying for those we know are lost and they are in our family, in our place of work, in our schools, in other places. We know them. We enjoy our Christian life. They enjoy their pagan life. And all of us will die one day. And we are happy. Because we are going to heaven. Praise the Lord. I'm glad I'm going to heaven. I'm glad I know I'm going to heaven. I'm glad God is my Savior. But what about those people? I didn't have time for them. Yes, because I didn't make time. I didn't find that time. I didn't take time of my time to talk to them about Jesus. I didn't exercise any self-discipline. I had all the time in the world for me, for what I like, but I don't have any time for those who are going fast to hell. And Jesus died for them too. I'm going to close my message here, and I'll continue it this afternoon. The call of God is for you to choose and for me to choose. Like Joshua said, to his people, make a decision, decision right now. Whether you want to serve God or you want to serve the gods of the pagan nations. If our God is their God, the real God, serve him. If he's not the God, the real God, then serve the other gods. Who is your God? Jehovah, the God of heaven, or the things in this world, the family, the riches of this world. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Joshua talked to his people, and he says, Choose ye this day whom you will serve.
I think he's talking to you and me even now. After so many years, the Bible is still for these days. Still good. Keep in mind, if you serve the Lord, it will not be easy. But you have the power of God. It will imply self-discipline. But you will hear the Lord saying, at the end of your journey, well done. Well done. A good and faithful servant. Would you like to hear those words? It's your decision. If you don't have Jesus Christ as your Savior, you won't be able to see him as your Lord in heaven. And you need to come to him now. Tomorrow might be too late. Jesus is the Savior. Jesus died for you. Accept his sacrifice. Place your faith in him and say, Lord, I need you. This is humility. But he is the only way for you to escape hell and go to heaven. Come to Jesus. He says, come unto me, all that are weary and heavy laden. Come unto me, Jesus says. And if you're a child of God, don't let your flesh decide what you're going to do. Let your spirit, let the spirit of the Lord, the spirit of power, the spirit of love, decide that you will serve the Lord. And the decision is for now, not for tomorrow. Lord, we thank you for your word this morning. We thank you, Lord, for your love. We thank you for the wonderful place in heaven you have for us. Lord, this world here, we live in it's a sinful world. And the devil is using everything here to distract us from your righteousness, from your kingdom, from missions, from the house of the Lord. Help us, Lord, to focus on you. Help us to realize that the spirit of power, of love, the Holy Spirit that lives within us is there to help us live a life that will glorify you and will bring people to salvation. Save people today, Lord. Help us to love you. Help us to serve you. For in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen.